Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our Hot Topics into Round 13, Chris. It's the buy rounds. The changes have been made. It is fucking anarchy, Chris. I'm excited, and I'm excited for two reasons. First of all, I'm excited to be back after a week off. The um, boys are back. The, the boys, boys are, are back. back. It's been a while since we've done that as well. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be back and I'm actually excited for the buy rounds because I planned really, really well and I'm fucking, I'm just coasting away. I don't even, my back buy was always going to be at my best. Well, when you don't have, um, you know, Oliver or Steel. Well, I have Steel now. So now you do. Shut the fuck up. P.S. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I only had to cop, you know, Oliver's 200 score that I didn't get. To have a good buy, you know. <laughs> oh, how much were you sweating when Bontepelli was on a hundred half time? Fuck, don't even get me started. Oh. Like, slow down, please. Someone tag him. Someone Why is no to... one ever on him? By the way, like, what is what's that about? He looks like this, like, and then he goes forward, nowhere. gets a goal. He's just he's like six meters off the contest, handball receive, and just no one's anywhere near him. Like, what the? How does that happen? Tell me. Doesn't make any sense. Sorry. I just uh, That's okay. Hey, he's, look. He's arguably the best player in the competition, right? Like, he'd be right up. Like, he'd be top three, cert. Well, especially when no one gives him any attention. That's, uh, that's amazing. Surely. And you know he's taggable, too. I just don't get it. It's Hey, now, people forget. Do you know I actually brought him in for Josh Kelly? Did you? So well, I brought in Neil, run. and then I burnt another. When I got Neil, I'm like, well, I'm not going back to Josh Kelly. And then I was like... So I got Steele and Bontempelli. Ah, fair enough. So, so it's not too bad. No, you've gone all right. Thank you. Thanks, I mean, Chris. you're not going to go all right in round 14. but <laughs> <laughs> No, I am in some trouble, but we'll get on to that. Before we move on, our socials, SC Insider 100 on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, you name it. And also all of our audio platforms. You can find us, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and a few others. And the YouTube, Chris. I'm going back to the YouTube because I just re-signed up for YouTube uh, Premium, which is amazing. By the way, YouTube Premium is arguably the best investment you'll ever have because not only do you get... This is not sponsored. No ads. Seriously, like it takes out all the ads because I there's nothing more that I hate than watching anything on YouTube with ads. It just actually flames me. But you also get access to Google Play Music, which is basically Spotify, but not. So it's it's the essentially same thing, but it comes with no ads on, on YouTube. Like I don't understand why you wouldn't enjoy that. It's amazing. For those out there with with, uh, with YouTube Premium, yes, tip of the cap to you, sir. It keeps asking me if I want my free trial. <laughs> <laughs> you should take it. But do you do you spot most people use Spotify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So instead of that, just use Google uh, Play Music instead, and you, you're paying the same amount. But now you have no ads on YouTube, and I've just saved your life. How many hours of viewing YouTube do you think you have on those ads? And now Christopher has just added to your life. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't watch enough YouTube for it to, but hey, look, if that's Dude, I your, smash the YouTube. <laughs> not just the YouTube. Um, okay. Also quick disclaimer, um, last week, uh, not my finest moments. I kind of took that time. Someone called me out and fairly rightly so I took that time to have a little bit of a look and educate myself further. Cause you know, things that you think when you're a young kid doesn't really always translate to when you get a little bit older. I actually pulled that podcast, which is why some people are asking where that was. That's why, uh, when I said it, I thought about editing it. And then after, we don't really edit much as far as outside. So then once I released it, I forgot all about it. But there it is. That's what. Oh, Poor Swizz gets his full one-take video and then it lasts 24 hours online and then gets pulled. Poor Swizz. I think it's Swizz's fault. We're waiting on Swizz. Swizz I, is busy. We I are waiting. myself for letting you loose on your own. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You see that Oh, cop? wow. Yeah. 50-year-old smoker coming out. So, so that's, that's what I've been dealing with, guys. It's Swizz fun. is coming, ladies and gentlemen. We are waiting for him to get on the line. Um, so that will happen momentarily. If I remember to unmute him, that'll be lovely. Um, okay, so let's talk about the dilemma at the moment. So Dane Zorko, I'm not sure what his ex- excuse is. I mean, he should know better than to swing his arms above head height because it's going to hit someone else in the head or whatever he did. I have an issue with it because... It's so soft. It's, it's, it's soft. Not only that, McDonald's stood over him and then Zorko like puts his hand up. They and like, yeah, right. about it afterwards yeah. being uh, like, oh yeah, whatever. But bro. it's the AFL ruling is that anything, any contact off the ball, which I didn't know, any contact off the ball is considered intentional. So instead of it being like, oh, careless, 
low impact high. It's now uh, intentional high low impact, which is still a week, which is absolutely baloney. This is what, it, like, I, I, my argument is that if the report just should have been thrown out, it, it, it doesn't, you know, like they've, they've, they've had this ruling before, insufficient enough contact to make it a report, a reportable offence. They just throw it out. And that's, a, and that, that's exactly how I think it should be ruled. It's basically like he just went up and slapped him across the face. Like, that's a week. Oh, what about what, what about Wilson slapping a bit of somewhere else getting a week? <laughs> yeah, well, what a dog act that was. Yeah, but like that's sort of like it, it's it was actually nothing. It wasn't it, there was no it was no impact. It literally should have been thrown out. I don't know. Like yes, it was high. Yes, it was like obviously it wasn't intentional to hit him in the face, but he was obviously trying to just you know get get a bit rough and tumble. But it didn't. Oh, man, I can't believe that was even. It, it's a free kick. See you later. Move on. I, I don't understand how it's a reportable offense. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, no, I'm upset because um, he was killing it and now he is not in our side. So it's a little bit of an issue. Um, well, that's... we'll talk about what we, what we should do when we get Swizz on the line. But um... He's ready. Ooh, oh, ladies oh, and gentlemen, just... let's oh. just hang on. I'll... You won't hear this. Hang on. Should you hear the calling? Yeah, sure. Why not? Swizzy, you are live with SC Insider. How do you feel? Oh, I feel good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Going, Chris just had a little five-minute rampage about Dane Zorko shouldn't be suspended, so you haven't missed too much, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll join him on that rampage for sure. It's uh, very frustrating for us super coaches. Do you think that the actual action was reportable, though? Uh, well, we hit, the problem with it, he didn't need to do it. And that now, how much, you know... Uh, a force was actually in it is questionable, but he probably deserved a week just for being an idiot. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't need to drink my own urine, but I'll do because I enjoy it and I like the taste. It's sterile and I like the <laughs> taste. It's useless as tits on a ball. If you could dodge a um, wrench, you could dodge a ball. But yeah, like, look, those, those sort of incidents happen all game. I just think that, like, at the end of the day, it, the, the contact was not sufficient enough to be a reportable offence. And yep. if it, if that's the case, then it should just be thrown out, regardless of if it was off the ball or not. That's right. just my personal opinion. Let's move on. Let's go and the structure today, if Chris can compose himself, is we're going to look at the a couple of the rookies here, whether it's worth bringing them in, and particularly those with the round 14 buy. Um, then we're going to talk about the Grundy and Zorko dilemma because a lot of people are asking about strategy and what to do there. Realistically, though, this should be a pretty simple podcast. We're not going to go too long because I have other stuff to do also. Um, let's start off with the CCJ, Callum Coleman, Jones, Swizz. You're probably the best person to talk to about this man. Break even of negative 102, predicted to go up 82,000 this week. Is he someone that you can bring in and what options does he bring you? Oh, absolutely have to bring him in. As simple as that. It's the reason for that, especially more if you've got Fulton or Tracy, um, because it does give you both an R3 or um, F7 cover. Um, he's not going anywhere. We we know about Richmond's ruck injuries with Nank and Soldo. Um, Nank's going to miss whatever, another, another four or five weeks. Soldo's out for the year. And then Tommy Lynch is still at least another month away. So he's got the job security. He's shown that he's scoring well. Um, yes, he's a rookie, but he's been at Richmond three, four years now. So ready to go. And um, yeah, so with some of the games too coming up, like he can definitely keep uh, finding the ball and kicking some big goals, which will get him some scores. Um, and he's also playing chop out ruck. So I, I, d- I don't see any downside apart from the fact that he's around 14 by about bringing him in. You know what, Swiss? It sounds like you've aged about ten years in the last two weeks. How are you doing, mate? Are you okay? Hey, lockdown's just getting to me a little bit here and that, and I think it was just my uh, my whiskey going down yeah. down the wrong way. So you either aged ten years, or you've been you know smoking two packs a day for the last two weeks. Uh, shout out to those doing it tough. Hopefully, there is some relief coming shortly. I, th- I think I read there was eleven. Nine or 11 cases yesterday, though, so I'm not... 11, but they're all linked to the existing clusters, so it shouldn't be too bad. Hopefully. Well, fingers crossed for you. Um, moving Thanks, on mate. moving on from there, Chris, what are your thoughts on CCJ? Well, first of all, on that, uh, we are on the Furfies this, this evening. Uh, so in memory of... Uh, I think they're in, at the, in Geelong, aren't they? I can't lie. <laughs> um, I actually don't even like Furfies, but I'll, yeah, I'll, give, I'll give this one a whirl. It's not too bad. Did you get the reference, Chris? Mm. 
Lie, lie. Um, yeah, look, I agree with Swiss in terms of CCJ. You know what's actually interesting? Royal blue. Royal <laughs> blue. Penny's blue. The goddamn penny's blue. Um, yeah, so you know what would be interesting is like, I actually don't think Richmond have lost anything. Actually, I think they've gained. He's in better form than what Lynch was. So does Lynch even push him out of the team right now? I don't think he does, even when, when Lynch comes back. Um, he offers flexibility. Obviously, you can get in the ruck, which obviously helps. Um, but right now, I think he's actually in that good a form. It would be impossible to drop him even if Tom Lynch was available. I think, Chris, on that, it'll be a situation where maybe a month of footy, he'll start tiring and that. Yeah, and, that's, that, um, that's the case, yeah. And Lynch coming back at the perfect time as we lead into that sort of uh, prepare, preparation for finals. But it is a good problem to have if he keeps his form up. Yeah, sounds good. Um, no, that you know, maybe uh, Rewald will get a rest at some point. Yeah, maybe he's getting old, so he's got to yeah, he's pitch jumping, himself, jumping better than he's has all whole career. So yeah, and uh, let's let's face it, Richmond will be sleeping well this week, knowing that they might just get Titch and um, Chera into their side. So why not? Let's just aim for everyone. Yeah, why not? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I think he's is he a must have? I, yeah. I don't think he's a must have. No, I do. I do. I don't. I, I do think he's a must-have for a few different reasons. First of all, you can pick him up in your ruck line or your forward line. Um, the un, the unfortunate thing is he's is, is 161. Um, but That's 60,000 more than my 102K rookie there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. But he's going to be... He'll be playing. Now, um, uh, obviously, the, the conundrum is going to be those guys that um, are already running really low on players to play in that round 14 buy, and then they bring in another guy that's going to make round 14 buy. But if you're getting rid of a round 14 player for another round 14 player, at least the issue is reduced in a way. Yes. Like Warner, you know, maybe go from him, Warner to him. If you still have Warner, then at least it sort of stays freed up. Flynn to him, though, you have the issue of if Flynn plays next round, then it might hurt you. Yeah. Um, People are doing it, though. Points is obviously a consideration to this. Um, that's definitely part of it. I, I, look, the problem is if you miss him now, if he goes up 80K, he's not picking him up for 240K, right? Nope. So you've, you've got to make the call this week regardless. So If he goes up 80K, he's already more than Farah or whatever the Gold Coast <laughs> player was. That uh, was expensive. Yeah. Um, so, well, the other consideration, I suppose you could look at it this way, is you know if you're not going to look at him as a cash cow, then do you need, really need him either? So if you're only looking for him to be a... I like him because I think he's going to be a, a serviceable backup option potentially for the rest of the season. I'm bringing him in not to just for next week's score. I'm bringing him to keep for the rest of the season, hopefully. He looks that good. And I, I would say the same thing about Trent Bianco is that he looks like a, a rookie that's going to stay around for the rest of the year as long as his body stays right. So you're thinking like a Witherden of a few years ago when he was relevant? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, A guy that can come in and average... 70 to 80 and be a, a reliable player off the bench that can cover uh, a um, premium for a week. All right, let's segue. Bianco, Trent Bianco, defender mid 123K from Collingwood. The benefit is, though, is that a lot of us have sharp, so it's kind of a good thing because you can easily switch between the two for coverage in defense. That's why I like him. Or Rory Laird as well. Or Rory Laird as well, correct, which is the other consideration. So I think it does provide flexibility. He has looked really good. Break even of negative 84. Or Fife as well. That Tip to go up 70,000 this week. A5, yeah. So either one that you want to do. Um, 70,000 is predicted to go up. So again, with these extra two trades that we've been given as well, hashtag blessed, you now have the flexibility if you, you could actually hold a rookie or get another rookie to make a little bit of cash, do that extra downgrade, use your two trades to finish your side. Whereas people were probably looking at having to get a $400,000 player. Now they actually probably could get a bona fide premium if they play it right. Yeah, and I suppose that you're looking at the exact same problem with Bianco that you have with Jones in that obviously that round 14 buy and are you bringing that guy in to not play again and not, and not have a zero? Um, I, I kind of feel like with these guys, they're, they're that good. You have to. That you kind of got to cop that one week on the chin so that you can get cover for the rest of the season. Yeah. So even if you've got a um, Riley Collier-Dawkins and RCD, you know, you might actually go, okay, well, he'll have a buy next week, so I can just get Bianco now. And it's the same you know, non-playing player next week. If The issue is if you're getting rid of someone who's going to play next week for one of these players, that's the main issue. 
Yeah, and I mean, but just to go through a little bit of Trent Bianco's pedigree, they wanted to play him last year, but he, he's coming off injury. Um, he captained the side that uh, Noah Anderson and Matt Rowell absolutely dominated the competition in. He was the captain. So that just shows you how much faith he is. He's obviously a leader. He puts in all the work. He's obviously not as talented as, say, a Matt Rowell and, a, and, a, and Noah Anderson, but by God, they fucking love him at Collingwood, I can tell you that. He's got future captain written all over him. If they have a choice and his body holds up, he will play every single game this season. So he he hadn't played he didn't play at all last say, year. Every game this week, fuck his game. Yeah. He's playing playing off one day breaks, Chris. He didn't play at all last year. He literally came in. He was off injury. He played one game in the VFL, and they went, "Yep, okay, you're, you're good enough. Let's go." Like, I, like you know, they're obviously wanting to get him into the senior side. So it's hundred percent. I think in terms of job security, he's. Arguably even higher than Coleman Jones. Um, he's a little bit cheaper. He does have some great flexibility. If you have to pick between one or the other, I'm probably leaning Bianco. But based on price, ba- well, based on price, flexibility in your team is uh, is a lot easier to bring into your side because you can obviously got that mid flexibility. Um, Swiss, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is some of the discussion that we had last week, Ben, with the whole are you a league player or a head-to-head player or both. Now, if you're a league player, it's just a a no-brainer to bring Bianco and CCJ in um, because of all that cover that it will give and the scoring potential um, that he's going to have. Also have a look at, um, like, your upcoming opponents because if your upcoming opponents also have many missing, it's not going to affect your buyer having, you know, only playing 14 or 15 for that round 14 buy as it is. So um, they, these rookies who, you know, sort of, as you said, have been blessed because of their potential as in CCJ and Bianco. Um, I, I don't see anyone who's going to rival them coming up in the next couple of weeks. So you've got to take the value where it's there. And these guys are absolute value for this, um, what they're um, giving us in output. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, last one is Ned Reeves, 123K Ruck, uh, has done quite serviceably. Just signed a contract extension. I think he had a bit of a shoulder knock a couple of weeks ago. Hasn't been listed on the injury list. I haven't heard anything negative to say, so I think he should be playing. He just signed an extension, so I think it's sort of looking good for Reevesy, boys. Uh, I like Reeves. I just don't think he's a must-have, and, and part of the reason is obviously with CCJ right there. So I 100% would have brought in Reeves if CCJ was not already available. But I the only reason that I would bring him in is if I need a body for round 14. Now, a lot of people do need that body. Therefore, he's going to be a very, very popular pick. I personally do not need him. So I'm thinking of saving the trade. It's not even a cash play for me because the only way that I can get him, and it actually makes my team worse, only way that I can get him is to downgrade Fulton to him, which is 40K. I gain whatever points is the difference between my lowest rookie and Reeves. So I might gain, say, let's say 40 points maybe at best yeah, case not, scenario. Yeah, not heaps. So I might gain 40 points and 40K for a trade. And so therefore I'm like, eh, is it is it kind of worth it? So for me, I'm he's my lowest priority but I can understand why he's a much higher priority for other people. He's also a less um, likely to be in your side because you don't need him because you traded Grundy. Yeah, I did. So it's, you know what I mean, but you don't need that cover now. Like, I guess you still need cover next week. Now, just to give you context, Ned Reeves is, um, I'm just having a look here, between Rao and Flynn, there's 4,500 people bringing him in there. Chad Warner, 1,200 people are bringing him in for Chad Warner. And also a thousand people are bringing him in for RCD, so it looks like a very, very, very popular pick. I actually got him last week, not because I was going to go CCJ, but just that cash difference meant that I, I ended up bringing Lockie Neal in early, not because uh, I thought he was going to absolutely tail up the game, but I wanted him. You know, one of those things where you just like I just wanted him, and I knew he had the good buy for me. I had the feeling we we're going to get extra trades, so I wanted to free up those trades into this week. So. That's the only reason I've got Reevesy, so I hope he plays because afterwards I was like, oh, what, he had a shoulder knock and I brought him in? What an idiot. What an idiot. Yeah, I think I think he, I think he does play, and I, I, as I said, I don't think he's a bad play for most teams. But I just, it just third? doesn't suit my team. Third best out of those three? Uh, no, no, he could be first if, if you... If you need it. Yeah, okay. like, there, there's a situation where, you know, if he's going to add 80 points to your round 14, he's 123K, um, you know, or you've, you don't have... Uh, you, you, 
you can get get both Coleman Jones and Ned Reeves into your ruck line. That would be even better. I just it just doesn't suit my specific team. That's all. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit here or there. If I could, if Fulton had made a hundred more grand or or got up to two hundred and ten k or whatever and made it a viable downgrade option, I'd be pulling that trigger. But the flexibility that Fulton allows me with CCJ to move into my ruck line, it's almost worth just holding on to him just for that. So yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so what do you think, Swiss? Yeah, I'm with you guys there. I've got hot, like still got high more sitting in my team. It's only sixty k. It's it's frustrating, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I can get this guy out. Um, oh, I think Highmore has to make- go. Well, Highmore, yeah, I think so Highmore plays like- this week. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, but- well, that's it. But, yeah, what Reeves is obviously going to score better, and then I can still then put Coleman Jones into the forward line. Um, so I would, perf- in a perfect world, I would like to be more money. And that's where I was hesitant because the other option was Brockman. And I'm like, oh, see, it's only 50K. But... I can see the benefit that Reeves can give as a potential R3 going forward um, and and then allows me to put Coleman Jones into the forward line um, where and, and then loop him with Tracy if ne- if I need be. Um, for those who don't know, I've already traded Grundy, so Reeves would be a potential good cash-making option. Who did you um, go for, I, Swizz? Who did you bring in? Uh, I brought in Coleman Jones. Oh, for Grundy, right? Yes. Uh, so I that, um, but I used that cash to upgrade a. I, I can't remember what other rookie it was to get steel, and I also got Mills in. So I, I was in that different situation that we talked about last week, Ben, with um, me not being as affected in round fourteen. I actually was round twelve was my worst round, so that's why I kind of loaded up on a couple of round fourteen guys. Um, but at the same time, Reeves does give me a lot more flexibility and and hopefully make some cash so I can then look at getting Grundy or somebody else in for the run home. Yeah, I actually, um, I'm the same with you, except uh, my biggest uh, worry was uh, next week. And now it's not because I got an extra two players. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got kissed in the dick there. Um, yeah, so uh, look... I think for your in your situation, and I think in most team situation, they're really going to need a a body on the field in that round, especially with um, with Grundy out. It makes sense. Okay, well, let's talk about these two players then. Let's move on. Dane Sorko first, then Grundy, and the strategy as to why you would keep or get rid of. Now, let's start off with if you if you're a league player, you just keep them. Both yeah? of them, yeah, yeah. If Absolutely. you're a league player, you just keep them. They're killing it. They're still going to be um, really valuable options. Now, when you go into an overall ranking situation, it becomes more complicated, right? And this was a, um, I was trying to discuss this with people, and I can't remember who I was agreeing with, but trying to explain in an overall point situation, right? <clears throat> Say Dangerfield comes in this week, and yes, you might pay overs, but hypothetically, you sideways trade Zorko to Dangerfield. Dangerfield could average you 100 points for the next. 11 games, and he still out-averages Zorko, averaging uh, that goes a 120 for nine games. Right? So, Zim, we're talking about overall points. That's kind of what we're considering. So, I was chatting to, I think it was Swizz and you boys the other day when, you know, Whitfield wasn't running laps at training, which we'll get into. <laughs> Fucking Whitfield. They never trusted. Oh, meanwhile, are we back at, at trusting GWS players, like, ever? Josh Kelly, yeah. fuck you. Um, I, I trust Josh Kelly with everything <laughs> in me. Everything... <laughs> Give me all and, that you got. And everything out of me. Jesus. Um, <laughs> so the, the the thing we're thinking with is, that, say, Dane Zorko, I'm looking at getting Whit... Oh, I was looking at getting Whitfield this week. I could go Dane Zorko to Whitfield, make 100,000, so I can then use that 100 grand to get Dangerfield next week. And Whitfield plays every game. So Whitfield averaging 100 is going to get me more points than Dane Zorko averaging 120 from when he comes back. That's the argument yeah. that we're talking about with points on field. Would you bring Zorko in again? You probably couldn't. I think after that last buy, you probably want to have a fairly full side. He's 600K, so I mean, he's very expensive. Uh, well, any player oh, you go, mate. You go, right? You go. Oh. Well, I've already made the move and that, and um, yeah, Zorko is out of, my, out of my side straight away. And the reason for that, well, the big one is, um, apart from the fact that there's two weeks out, but though he scored quite well on the weekend, we do know Lockie Neal and Jared Berry, who's two weeks away, um, will be coming in and taking more of those midfield minutes. So I'm worried that Zorka gets pushed more back up the forward line, plays more time forward. 
still good enough to be like the Toby Green and score that 90 to 100, um, but not the ridiculous 130 that he's been averaging the last four or five weeks. Um, Brisbane's draw also does become a little bit tougher. You know, game, a couple of those games against, you know, sort of Geelong um, coming up and he misses the North Melbourne game. Which yeah, is, that's a big one. Missing North. Um, like, but hopefully the perfect world would be he, you know, has that uh, role change for a few weeks and then getting back because if, as a, well, if you had the extra trade up your sleeve, then you could look at it because of those games against the Suns, Freo and Collingwood during Supercoach finals. But um, that, that would be only if you had the luxury trades at the end. But I, I can see him changing role, dropping down to about a 9,500 average and that he's going to drop value as well. So why not sideways him to somebody who's going to average at least the same and pocket some money and get these points for the next two weeks? Yeah. Um, sorry, one sec. The North Melbourne one's a big kicker as well. When we said, to, you know, Zorko, when Neil comes back in, they play North, they play Adelaide within a three-game window. He's just lost that big advantage of North Melbourne. And you're right with Berry coming back in. It's a big consideration. Yes, he's killing it at the moment. But remember, this is a guy that people picked up for like 485K. He was averaging you 95 and then went on an absolute heater when Brisbane needed someone in that midfield that was dynamic. Um. I agree with everything that you guys have said, but I also have the caveat of if cash doesn't matter, if he's the last person you bring in, then why wouldn't you bring in the guy that's probably going to be the best remaining forward? Even if he averages 95, that still puts him guaranteed top six. And I think that you're right in that he only averages 95 um, for the rest of the season, but I, I just don't, I can't see any other forward coming close to that right now. So That's probably the issue is that who you replace him with. Right. So for me right now, I'm looking at just... I'm I'm gonna side. I'm actually I don't need his score this week. His score this week's irrelevant to me. I've got like 21 players playing this week. His score, like I'm I've got like 14, 15 premiums. Like, let's say I sideways him to Danger this week. Or yeah, you to, don't. You probably don't make much profit. Danger's the only one that I want outside of Neil, and I'm already getting Neil. So like, all right. So I've got to go to Danger, which means that I'm paying premium for Danger. Danger's points isn't really gonna like. Let's say Danger goes 110. I might have made 30 points, maybe 40 points. It's just not enough to warrant doing something like that. Um, yeah, there's I'd only rather... four teams missing this week too. I think even I've got, with Zorko out, I think even I've got like 19 yeah. without trading yet. Yeah, I, I, I'll have 21. So uh, to me, it just does. It's it's a, it doesn't need to happen this week for me to save, for, uh, save some uh, points. It's not really going to be a points play for this week. Next week though, it guaranteed will give me Every whoever I bring in, that score one hundred percent goes towards my overall total. And in a week where people are playing sixteen on field, fifteen on field, fourteen on field, and I can field eighteen, that's a huge advantage that you've got to take. Especially given we're going for overall rank, like there's guys in the top thousand that are going to literally tumble out of the thousand, and I'm hoping to go into like a top five hundred rank by the end of the buys. Well, you think you're going to jump a thousand places oh, in two I weeks think easily? Right. I looked yesterday, and the difference between um, a thousand and rank six hundred and sixty-five is a hundred points. So the the actual spread of points in that top thousand is really, really, really shallow. So you can make up a shitload of ground over the next two weeks if you play it right. Yeah, I, I scored pretty well on the weekend. I got two thousand and eighteen, and only went up seventy places. Yeah, I think I'd, it was tough. I dropped two hundred, and I got nineteen forty-four. Like, it's tight at the top is what I'm saying. So the next two weeks are really, really critical. Okay. So for me, um, I will be sidewaysing him to danger with a view of the following week bringing Dezorko back in. So, because it'll be all the cash that I have remaining in the last trade of to, to complete my team. And if you wait the week, danger drops to 550-odd and so hopefully, or 560. The reason I'm going next week to danger, so next week danger's tipped to drop 35K with a score of 118. So he's only tipped to drop 50K in total. So if he drops 35K week one, week two, he's only going to drop 15K. So yeah, you're only missing him. 15K like for danger score in that week, like whatever. Um, that's that, gonna... that I agree completely with Chris, because at the moment I've gone Zorko out through loophole to Whitfield, and we'll talk about obviously Lockie in a minute. Um, but because of that and bringing in Bianca, I've got 400 plus K sitting there now. So waiting a week going pull, I could 
possibly for the 50 or so, okay, but Porter's going to make more money, possibly, hopefully, as much as 30. Dangerfield's going to drop 50. That's 80K extra there, and I can use that uh, extra money I'm saving elsewhere. Hopefully, Porter has another good week. Porter to Dangerfield, um, and it's only going to cost me 250000 yeah, absolutely. Um, and the other thing that, um, I, just to pat myself on the back here, is I've just made 110K for n- no trades with fucking Grundy to Rob. That immediately made me 40K. It gave me another 100 points that I wouldn't have had. And next week he's going to make another 40K and then Grundy will drop 30K. So I'm going to make 110K for not literally just because Supercoach decided to give me free trades, which is why, by the way, I think it was a completely wrong move and I'm, just gonna no, I said, I, 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 shout out to Carl as well, saying that if Chris is upset, it's probably the right call. No, I'm <laughs> upset about it, but I'm the one that probably benefits the most because I'll still be able to field 18 without the trades. The trades mean nothing to me. I was going to field 18 regardless. So for, it actually helps me more than and, and, and I, I do it, And I do agree where you're coming from there, Chris, because um, the, the, the general consensus online has been... Yeah, the idea of it is not to trade out primos. You're meant to be trying to upgrade your team to get to primos. And these two trades is just saying, well, trade a primo or sideways primos for a couple of weeks. Where and a lot of people are now saying, well, I want, I'm just going to hold and play short because they don't want to trade out. For example, one that's been brought up is someone like Clary, who's maxed out in price, and that you trade him out and trade him back in two weeks later and get 100K or make, you know, possibly like you did with Riley O and you could be 150K plus on that over a couple of weeks and get points. But then people are like, well, I don't want to trade these primos because what happens if something that happens and, uh, and it's, it's the not what the game is meant to be about. The flip side to that is it does add an extra element and those people who are willing to take risks and or find the value like you did in Rob and it pays off, then it gives you a great opportunity to move up the ranks. Look, I'm, so I'm happy. Um, I've expressed my opinion on every game that's changed from the general fixture. I believe it should be one trade per game, which is only one trade added because it's like a little bit without it being too much. But look, I'm happy with two trades because I've been trading by the seat. Like I've been flying yeah, from the seat of my pants. Fucking, you've got I've just no been, trades left. No, I've just I been going. Team and I'm like, oh, how are you going to finish that? with? You've got like seven trades after the two that you've just got. No, no, I've got no. I had ten trades to start this week. Yeah, I had twelve. Yeah, so I have two more trades than you already to start this week. Yeah, that's fine. And you're running fucking on empty. I need, 14. I need one midfielder or defender and two forwards. I, so I only need two players. I need three. Yeah. So I was, I was like looking at, I was looking at, fin- I, I was looking at finishing my side and then having two trades left. Now, if I keep Zorko and whatever and just trade around it, I could finish my side and have four trades left. If I kept Zorko, I would be finished with seven. What seven trades left? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, it's, it's so, a, I, so that's what I mean. Like, it, it just helps the people that are already in a good situation. Like, I'm in a much better situation. I'm I'm in a situation that I can start now luxury trading. Like, but uh, if if we didn't get those two trades, I would I would be keeping Zorko and Grundy. Whereas now absolutely. I'm like now I'm like oh points I can actually make some moves yes. and and start no, to get creative. I completely agree. So it's changed the dynamic of the game, which I don't agree with because that's not how this game is supposed to be played. Oh, so it's a COVID year. Get saying, over it. No, no, I'm just saying it's 100% should, should have just been top 16 and be done with it. Anyway. Because like, anyway. how many people like, <laughs> How many people had more than two premiums? Of, I think there'd be very few. There's quite a, a couple that would have had three with um, Bolton, Dusty and Short. But like barely anyone has any West Coast premiums. Like, yeah, the easiest yeah, way ba- to do Basically it, three and it's mainly, mainly rookies anyway. So anyway... Oh, yeah. Let's move on from that one. Let's go to the Grundy train, which is basically a similar situation, except you have Reeves and you have some other cover. Is it worth moving him on? Knowing now that I think they came out today saying that the symptoms and some of the issues he's having have subsided a little bit and he's eyeing off a return after the bye. Is that correct? They literally said that in their press conference two days after the injury is that their the view has always been to, um, to get to the bye and reevaluate then. Which is exactly what they just basically reaffirmed. Um, so, they said he was feeling better, though. Yeah, no, the, the, they said he's on track. He's, like nothing's changed. No, since, no, no, since no, no nothing's changed. He's not coming back this week or anything like that. The so. problem is, I just don't think there's a value move right now to for Grundy. No, not when you can get a Reeves and hope he plays for two weeks. So, yeah, exactly. or, or, or a CCJ for that matter. Yeah, that, the week. move the move for Grundy was last week 
where people like yourself who went Rob or someone to Nick Nat, I've gone into steel, you know, because now I've got those extra points um, and, and you guys have got the points and we've got the value out of it. But now with the two weeks and that, it, it changes because most people have the cover this week. So as you talked about before, Chris, the, uh, you know, a lot of teams are running more than 18, between 18 and 21. So it doesn't really make a difference for them this week. And then he was always going to miss his round 14 buy. So um, unless you are playing for overall points and your team really needs to do a trade, and that it's, it's now a hold, where last week I thought, yeah, it's a definite trade. Yeah, um, and the fact that we obviously had the extra trades really changed things around. I, I think that there is a, a situation where you could still go, you know, Grundy to Reeves, but the problem is, how do you get Grundy back? Because are you holding that cash then? And then are you well, saying yeah, that's, that's the only thing you can do then, yeah. isn't it? You've got to just get Reeves, hope he goes up, say one forty, one fifty, and in three weeks' time, bang, and now, okay, yeah, you've made some money on that. And that, and that could help you finish your team for those who, you know, might um, still be struggling to, to um, get the full premium. Um, but, yeah, what, what's the other option outside of that? There's, there's only one really that I can see, and that's Goldie. And the reason Goldie is obviously he doesn't have the buy so he can play across the next three weeks. Um, and you probably, even though it's a two-week and he's going to be back in three, you probably don't trade him in that first week back because you want that, mm. that price drop. So I can see a three-week window still. Gold, what's Goldie priced at at the moment? Um, he's probably the only one. Five hundred. Yeah, so it's kind of a cash play. You make a little bit well, of cash. Well, not actually. Yeah, but the problem with Goldie and that is break even to one hundred and forty two. So yeah. he's um he well one hundred forty one. So yeah. it's uh, um yeah yeah he could drop some some value because he's one hundred and fifty from Hawthorne comes out of the score. Um, though they've got, you know, the Giants lines done, so he could score well there. At the same time, Goldie hasn't been scoring that well, apart from that one real massive game against the Hawks. You know, he's got a 67 in there, a 76, a 75. Uh, so you could actually do more damage by going to a Goldie. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, I mean, that's the risk you, you take, really. I mean, there's, there's really no good trading options from the Rucks. Um, that had the first buy. So what? I mean, who else you've got? You got Flynn, obviously. Who's you're not trading him in? He's pretty much capped. Um, Zach Smith. Zach Smith. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach. Zach Smith was actually brought up, and it did get me thinking. I don't naturally. I know we don't normally like guys like that, but if he that may be a possibility because just because he's got the job security, he's gonna go sort of seventies. He's got that negative break even, but there and and if you were worried about Reeves, maybe job security being a bit less. Possibly, but yeah, it's it's not the greatest option still. So we're saying Reece Stanley is the option. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine? What, 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 imagine? What, what, what is Port Adelaide's situation in that at the moment with Lysett and Adams? Uh, um, as far as I know, Lysett was suspended. No, Lysett was suspended for four, oh, wasn't four he? Weeks. For the sling yeah. tackle. Yeah, so he's, yeah, so he's, he's still. Probably got a couple and they had the buy, so that doesn't count as your round off, no, does it? No, definitely not. Yeah. yeah, well, that's why I was just thinking what, what sort of Laddam's been doing. He's got 95 and 130 now that he's got that role. And he's um, uh, so may, maybe that might be a short term option. Geelong don't really have a ruck. Plays against, well, he does. He plays against Geelong, then he plays against Zach Smith, and then Sydney, um, and then hopefully maybe even Hawthorne and the Reeves. So you might get three or four weeks out of a Laddam's at 377. So could be that real left field option. Yeah, I actually don't hate it. To be honest, I think that's probably the best of a bad situation. Speaking of the best of bad situations, those who had Tracy on field absolutely got kissed on the dick last week. You're, you're talking to Swizz. He has Swizz, but didn't he? Ha- didn't you have him on the bench, though, Swizz? Yeah, unfortunately, because yeah, it doesn't uh, count. Yeah, my yeah, it didn't count. Still that counts. Because, I just had oh, sex. Fucking, I was fucking doing because I was looking at going. Well, what's Tracy going to go? What thirty again? And yeah, that exactly. So I didn't. I was going, well, I don't really need him. His, his score is going to you know, not count. And in the end, yeah, we've made an extra fucking 50-odd points out of fucking trick. Uh, <laughs> at least I got some cash in it, and I know his job security is better. But, yeah, looking at it, yeah, maybe a Laddams, and he is a ruck forward. And since he's taken over that full-time ruck role, yeah, he's got the 95 and 130. So, yeah, there could be a, a, definitely an option there. Uh, Tracy's actually a potential training option this week with his negative 32 break even, and he's still priced below uh, CCJ. So uh, Just. 
Nah, no, no chance. Just kidding. Do not do that. That's do, a bad option. <laughs> do not do that. Uh, very, very interesting. Right, so, so, so if you're doing it, we say, look, the only way you're doing that is Laddams at an absolute best case scenario. No, I don't even real, like. I thought Laddams had issues too. I'm not sure. It's I a, just, I just don't like the option. No, I don't like any options this week for the Rucks. I think you. It was either last week for Grundy or you're holding now. Uh, you know, you hope, ideally you have Reeves or CCJ for at least cover this week, and then you make your bed with that. So. Well, but I'm going to say maybe I'm happy for people to, well, it's everyone's own choice, but I don't mind the Laddams one the more I look into it just because he's also ruck forward. So if you do have that swing, it might give you a little bit of uh, you know, flexibility and uh, for the next couple of weeks or that. So, yeah, if we're talking if you had to do it and that, it's an option at least. It's Which always, will probably take some cash. It's also always the option from uh, Laddams to Marshall in about two or three weeks as well. So, yeah, so um, that, that's the thing with me though. Is it, that's where I, I think Zorko does come up into, into contention again because if Dangerfield next week, if you can't have that cash, then I think that frees up that one. Plus, then Marshall and even like Sidebottom, Sidebottom could probably match Zorko for a lot less. I don't. Like in, I think that's the. I oh, no. don't like the pick. Me either. I hate but, the pick. I really struggle with the forward still because so if if I'm if I'm trading out Zorko to not bring him back, who else is there? Who else is there? Anyone on the horizon? Butters is out for the to, until the foreseeable future. You got potentially what? You really looking at Taylor Walker again? Like that's an option. Well, to short. I, 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 well, the problem is Tom McDonald's going to buy next week, but Bailey Dell at some point has to be looked at. And that well done to anybody who got him in early because he's made two hundred and twenty k this year. But the way the dogs are sort of playing him, he just seems to be that consistent scorer, gets a few of those kickouts. Uh, so of the shit forwards that we've had, he's probably one of the more reliable ones. The other one that I quite like because he's had his buy, and um, I know people's feelings about key forwards, but I do like Tomahawk. Um, you know, he, you, you take the good with the bad. Um, but last year against Port Adelaide, he did score a 204. He, he he does have a habit of finishing the season quite strong. And then usually the case with Geelong do the same. And they do have that run home where they play North and Tassie and then the three games at uh, GMBH show um, stadium. So he's, uh, we know he can smash up the scoring and every year he seems to finish top six. Yeah. So, the, only, the only thing I hate, I, I'm like, I'm hating these options to get a 95 average and you're still paying 510 K. Like, what the fuck is that about? You know, like surely there's a better option. Like you may as well just try and get a 90 average at 400k or 350k. Like there's just such shit options in the forward line. I just don't, I don't love any of them. Oh, I just, one other one. And just to mention, just because of the injury now he's not available this week. So it's more one to talk for more next week, but Kyle Langford, and, that, and um, I know my wife's going to freaking bang me over the head for even mentioning him. Uh, but with McGrath going down for the season, yep. um, he's been playing that inside mid-roll and then getting those CBAs, 101, 125, 126 last three weeks. And against some good opposition in West Coast and Richmond, um, definitely has to be considered now with uh, the injuries at Essendon. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, with uh, I, I, I do think that he probably has a little bit less CBAs moving forward. Um, it was Stringer's first game back, and he's probably going to get eased back into it. Um, and when Stringer... Caldwell too coming back in nah, a little while, he has set back. He's knocked back to the late, 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 late. Eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. another eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Stringer will take over some of those CBAs. He was very, very damaging as a centre bounce mid earlier in the season, um, and I think that they probably get that to him. But I think you are right. I think that there's a, a very high floor with someone like a Langford. He's still reasonably priced, I think, 478. Um, but he, oh. they're on the buy this week, aren't they? Essendon? Or are they uh, the they are on the buy. Yeah. Uh, I've got the watch here. I should ask for a suggestion about Kyle Langford because I know he's <laughs> such a great point. <laughs> Any thoughts on Kyle Langford? Anything to say there? Should be out of the midfield. Uh, out of the midfield. She doesn't want him on the midfield. So oh, he's got a bit shy on me here. She's like. No, I'm happy to brag about my super coach, but I don't want to be talking about it on, on the podcast. <laughs> out, out of the midfield and into her bed, hey, Swiss. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, um, you know his nickname in the bedroom, right? It's Hangerford. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I respect you. Because uh, like she'll Shai, be holding. I like, yeah, I like Shy Bolton. I mean, um, you know, the... 
the mids are almost all back and uh, and he's still bloody killing it. So, um, yeah, if he continues this for uh, yeah, passes by, I might look at you know, Shy Bolton as that last one if uh, if Daniels... Yeah, if, if he didn't have the last by, like, by 14, I was even I was criti- like critical of him early, but watching him lately, he's just popping up too for goals and... Uh, I, I could really use him, but the issue is, again, with that buy. So I think... Well, if I'm trading out, it's not going to matter. Well, not for you. You're the, you're the rare. Yeah. You're, you're, the, you're the exception, right? It's not, he, he's, just not, he's just not that into oh. you, except you are the exception. You are yeah. the one person the with exception, 18 yeah. players, so you can just shut up because you... Everything does not apply to you in this scenario. You are not the general people that have 14 players well, next week, Chris. All I'm saying is if Zorko's missing that by anyway, it's not going to matter. And so I'm bringing someone in round 15 for that last forward spot. There could be Shaw Bolton instead of Zorko if, if I see well, it for the rest if of the we season. Actually look at, if we look at the hard stats and that, we've got uh, the last th- three and five round average, which at least actually shows some proper uh, you know, uh, data on their scoring. We know Zorko's gone 129 over the last five. Hall second, uh, second, Shy Bolton third, 109 over the last five games. So definitely been scoring fantastic. The next on the line is Tommy Hawkins uh, at 106 over the last five. So um, that's where uh, the possibility of, well, Bolton's still got a buy to come up versus a guy who's missed his buy. Um, and then you've got to sort of do the math on that. If you're looking for the overall and going, well, that Bolton now actually has to outscore Hawkins by you know, 10 points a game just to get better overall points. Depending on when you bring him in. Like, if you're not going to bring him in until round 15, doesn't matter. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, the the one thing about that is both Bolton and Zorko have had, will have role changes moving forward a little bit. Um, So if they can prove in the next week or so, or you only get a one-week sample, which is annoying for off Bolton, I'd like to see a little bit more. But I do, I agree with you and, and Grimo in that I don't think Zorko is going to have be able to sustain that for the remainder of the um, of the season. I think his role will change. And I tipped him at the start of the season to have a 90 average. So I have to tip him even less than a 95. But if he goes 95, it's good enough. But at 600K, it's not. So if you hold him, then sure. But if you're yeah, six, trading 600 back to him, K, that's like top. That's top ten mid numbers right yeah, there. Yeah, you're gonna want to output. Um, so yeah, I it, it's it's a question mark right now. So if you're trading Zorko out, are you bringing him back in at six hundred? Oof. Nah, I don't know. I, I love Zorko, Ooh, and you all know he owes me a coffee. But um, <clears throat> I'm not bringing him back. If I get rid of him, I'm not if bringing I have him the back money, in. I might do it anyway. But um, six hundred though, I'll, I'll I'll coin flip it on the on, the, on game day to get him back in a game at, time decision. To get him back in at six hundred, you are easily burning at least another trade. Oh no, not me. <laughs> Again, because I'm not I'm not bringing. I him just in made one hundred and ten grand from Grundy for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just have all this other cash. I'm like, oh okay. I suppose I don't need that extra downgrade then. It's, it's a, uh, Supercoach kissed me on the dick and like I don't understand why and I'm the one that complained about it. So Yeah, maybe you can fix those uh half ass premiums you've got, Chris. Well that's the next step. I've actually looked at um, you know, uh getting well in two weeks' time I can go Toronto to Clary now. <laughs> Sorry, I just I tried to say that with a straight face because it's people must be angry about that. <laughs> I'd be angry about it if I was you guys. I don't care, mate. You're like oh, twelve. This is what I mean. You're like twelve hundred places behind me right now. <laughs> Give me two weeks, mate. Give me two weeks. Let's see how that round fourteen lubes you up. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm already applying the the extra thick lube right I now. I think I had fifteen in my side, including Zorko. So now that hurts. <laughs> And I don't have, and I think I'm missing a lot of premiums Sorry. for next week. You're so like the sideways four premiums. Well, I started off loading up round fourteen players because I was expecting to trade aggressively in the buys. I started loading up the lube to lather the, oh. <laughs> the penetration. Yeah, heat it up, mate. It's a bit of winter here. Um, yeah, geez. Okay, so let's have a look at that. Um, let's those up on the horizon though. Can we talk Whitfield and some of these players that you would possibly consider bringing in this week, boys? Absolutely. Go. Where do you want to Otherwise, talk about? I'm just going to listen to Chris talk about himself for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I like Whitfield, but um, I'm only looking at him as, an, as a uh, uh, pre, as a luxury trade. So the only way that I would do Whitfield at the moment is really for short because of that round. But again, I don't need to. 
<laughs> Here he goes again. Uh, so here, here's the thing. I'm thinking Whitfield, right? I need another midfielder, but I can swing Laird into that midfield for a little bit of that flexibility. Whitfield, the benefit is they play North Melbourne this week, then they play Carlton, then they play Hawks, which is a three big, big, big opportunities. I mean, his highest score against Carlton's 170, Hawks 135, 140. He's got a big ceiling, 159 against Gold Coast, which are playing in five rounds time. Their back end of the year is really delightful. Hopefully Josh Kelly doesn't do anything in those in those easy rounds. He might hurt me there. But that's why I like him. Now, what I don't like is the fact that, precautionary or not, him running laps today and not actually in main training, it might be management loading. We can't trust GWS to save their fucking life to tell us what's actually going on. We, we can't. And then now I'm back in this, I'm like triggered, PTSD, triggered by him doing laps and then going, what? They're not, they mustn't be telling us something. He must be out coming up shortly. We don't know. I'm not bringing him in, but... I- I've just made an executive decision. And the, the reason is this. Um, if Whitfield does go down for whatever reason, then the likely scenario is Kelly moves into Whitfield's role again and he's already going to suck. So not only will I get hit with Whitfield going out, I'll also still have Kelly as a problem that I'll need to deal with. That'd be delightful. So, Whitfield, go down. Whitfield, uh, go down. So personally, it's not worth bringing Whitfield to double down on the bad news that can happen with it. It's actually more of a... It's, it, it increases my risk factor exponentially. So... Um, I won't be bringing him in. I can see the appeal to bring him in. Um, if there were, I, I actually would probably rather Mills. Um, I know yeah, what, same here. But bad buy. Yeah, but five seventy. I think he is. He's quite expensive, Millsy. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be looking at doing any of these sort of luxury trades until after the buys. I don't think um, when you've got a clearer picture of, you know, you've got on how much money you side. have. <laughs> yeah. Like what sort of cash do you have? What's your cash position? Yeah. What trades do you have up your sleeve? Who can you trade out? How can you get to those guys? Need a bit of clear picture. Now, if you're in my shoes and you had one midfield spot, you could put Laird into the midfield, Whitfield in defense, or would you just go, you know what, I'm just bringing in a really good midfielder and bring in like a Zach Merritt or someone else, or a Took, whoever. Fair. Although Rao's coming Fair. back in. Last, your, my last mid, yeah. With your cash position, I would be waiting. I'd, yep. I'd be doing Whitfield or Laird because you don't have the... Uh, so you don't have the trades to be able to... You get another 100k up to someone else. True. But um, other people, um, maybe in a different <laughs> position. You've already got yeah. a really good midfield. Yeah, well. my so midfield's it's, loaded. It's not like you really need like a freaking. You do have to. Raul. Yeah, I'm looking at Raul. I am looking at Raul in a couple of weeks. I'm waiting for him to drop and mm. I might swing him in. What like, have we got on Raul? We've got, what, two or three weeks on, on Raul, guys? Yeah, I know. Raul's back this week. Oh, you mean when he drops? Yeah, no, he's. Because what do you score? Like a seven or yes, something? Yes, six in memory. Who's winning this race? Six. Um, yeah, so he scored a six. Fremantle, Port, North. Um, he, oh, he could drop if close. You get him in for that North game. Oh, yeah. Break him in a 197. So you need him to play this week and next week. So you'd have to bring him in after the buys, basically, for him to pr- drop in cash. Thoughts on Raul Swiss? Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, it gives you a couple of games to have a look at him, uh, too, to see how he's come back from that injury. Um, you want to make sure he's, you know, tackling and um, everything's good with his shoulder. Um, yeah, so we, yeah, we, we get we get that time to have a look and see how the sun set up, set up and and go go if um, if it's a case where you know it's they're just kind of managing him back and he or he's um, you know they're rotating the midfield minutes, uh, which I don't think they do. Usually I can see them throwing him straight back in there, but at least it gives you that fortnight to have a look at him. And then it's hopefully the perfect time with that North Melbourne game. Yeah. The, you know, the sick part is you could probably go like Poulter to Real for probably like 80K. If you hold Poulter. Yeah, that's what I mean. Real could be sickly cheap, which makes me believe maybe instead of trying to go for this awesome midfielder or going a Whitfield, because I think Real will match Whitfield anyway. Well, the other option is you can push, get Raul as your uh, M9 and, yeah. and and look to spend the extra cash that you have instead of going up to start looping someone like a Matt Raul. Yeah, the, so Raul with Houston. Do a bit of a switcheroo. Re Houston? No. Can, can, can you even do that? No, as in if I had Whitfield in defense, fills oh, my yeah, team, yeah. and yep. then if I bring in Raul as that extra option, then I can swing in, which is flexibility. So that's what we're kind of looking at as you get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, interesting. Um, all right, boys. Who else are we looking at? Anyone else for this week or next week? Eyes well, on. The next, the next week, I, uh, the, it's more the big ones because you've got uh, some people still, like myself, don't have Bont or Parish or just absolutely 
smashing it at the moment. So definitely got to look at those guys as expensive as they are of that. But it's um, maybe if you did have that Grundy cash or you had extra cash or something like that, you know, those sort of players would be perfect because, you know, they've they're been smashing it like – Parrish has got a three-round average of 150. Just absolutely ridiculous. I looked at Parrish last week Jeez. to go Grundy to Parrish, but the only re- I was like, oh, I'll, I'll pick up a cheaper option in Parrish and I'll, I'll bring him into the midfield and I'll have him for a couple of weeks. And I was like, yeah, I can't afford him. <laughs> he is so expensive. Now, he's actually gone up 192,000 for 658K. He was averaging you 88.2 after round five and was 467,000. Then he's gone... What's he gone? Eight ton, seven tons in a row, and he's gone one thirty or more on five of those occasions, including a one fifty two, a one sixty two, and a one sixty six. It's can ridiculous. I, can I just say, yeah. of the Essendon coaching team for, and I know that has have had some changes or whatever. We watch a lot. Of, all of us watch a lot of football, and all of us can quite clearly see that Parish was their best centre bounce midfielder that they had on their roster. And how has it taken this long? to him finally get a run at being out? Because I, I don't get it. Well, well, mate, it's, it's not, and it's not just our group chat, but other group chats that I'm in that just talk footy. And I, you know what I hate it? Because you make comments on Twitter. And I, yeah, and I'd made a few this week, which the SN supporters weren't too pleased about. But, but you make comments to do with, like, with this, about actually playing players in position. And you get the normal nuffies come back. What do you know about footy? Yeah, you're not a coach. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But we see it time and time again. Look what Collingwood's done with some of their rookies and then they finally put them in their right position and they perform. Carlton with Liam Stocker. He's a midfielder and they're trying to play him as a back pocket. Like, these kids play in the midfield as they're coming through and that you've got to play them in that position when they keep seniors and that. Maybe have a few games, you know, get in the field for it, but there's a reason why these guys were picked and they were picked as inside midfielders. Yeah, they have how many years of junior footy? That's what they're strong at. Not only that, you get more confidence by doing something you're familiar with and something that you actually do well. You look at Keys from Brisbane when he got delisted. They didn't need any inside midfielders. They're trying to play him forward. He couldn't play forward very well. He wasn't good at adapting to those other roles that they needed him to do. So he was playing seconds and then get delisted. Adelaide pick him up for free, put him in the midfield, and then you actually go, oh, Ben Keys actually doing pretty well in the midfield for that team. So the quarterback well, it, it, was, well. yeah. it was It was Dimmer's whole philosophy instead of, uh, you know, Going with the whole, uh, what can you, how can we improve you? Let's uh, play you in positions and play you what you do well. And it shows to that because, yeah, we obviously get the results and it shows with some of these Essendon players. Nick Cox, a lot of people would have probably thought, oh, playing behind the ball, uh, whatever. They put him straight on the wing. That's where he likes yeah. to go and he's, and and he's, he's shown it straight away and he's killing it. He's also, so it's, it's, what I'll say about Nick Cox is that he dominates his opponent every single time because he kills them aerially and he can also match them for pace. So I love Nick Cox. I think he's a fantastic player and he's going to be a great player moving forward. But you've now got to look at, at getting a serious player onto him that's going to match him for height. And not many people have yeah. that guy on Like a Blixarves yeah. or something or other. Yeah. Like it's, exactly. it's insane. Now, I, I, what I will say like in defense of this is that um, there's, there's a thing called quarterback theory, which is basically that um, all quarterbacks are really good looking because it's the most popular position to play on the field. And so when you're a kid, obviously, you, you know, the popular kids get chosen to play the quarterback role, right? So mm-hmm. they end up with all the experience in that role. Therefore, that's what they do. It's the same with midfielders. Generally speaking, all your best players are going to be playing in the midfield. So when they go to the draft, they get drafted as a forward mid or a defender mid because that's, what, that's really how they, you know, that's selectors went, oh, yep, they can play in midfield. They can accumulate the ball. Yep, they can, they can play. Very rarely do they go, oh, yeah, this guy's a specialist forward pocket player. I'm going to pick him up at pick 15. That doesn't happen. So, oh, and it's true. It's true. And, and too often, and we even saw, like, okay, they mid season, they pick a little bit more for needs and that. But a lot of the players, they want uh, what's the upside or what more can they do? Can they play in multiple positions? And we see, like, uh, with the Bulldogs, how. For how many years there, Beveridge after the Premiership continued to try to put people and players in different friggin' roles at that which they weren't comfortable in. And then you put them in the right role, Libba being the obvious example, who couldn't play forward to save himself, yep. goes back into the midfield and dominates because that's what he is. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, so I suppose there is a balance there with lists in that, let's say there's 50 players on a list. What, 35 of them are midfielders? The rest of them are key position players that also get thrown around. So I, I can understand why there's a squeeze for those midfield spots. But, I mean, surely Parrish has just done his apprenticeship. And anyway, I, I, yeah, I, but he can't move out of there now. He's killing it. Yeah, and so what's going to happen when Caldwell comes back? Caldwell probably plays. When Shield comes back. Well, Caldwell probably plays forward, or then Shield plays forward, and mid well, rotates. I know, I know, and I know we're That's going off topic a little bit from the super coach thing, but I know a few F, a couple of Essendon supporters who are still my mates after the weekend, <laughs> and that's because I'm sure I've lost everyone else. Um, the what do they do with Shield and Caldwell going forward? And Shield's the one that a lot of the boys that keeps. Um, Bringing up about well maybe he needs to be moved on because yeah yeah instead of like you want to keep Merritt if they can Merritt Parish and uh, McGrath are the three that you want to keep in there and then these young followers, um yeah it's what there's they've got that as a luxury to have but unfortunately you don't want to make way um, to yeah and have to move Parish or even Langford to that point you know out of out of positions where they're performing. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. So, again, I think that was uh, pretty good. We started off a lot of Supercoach chat and then got into just fan yeah. footy, we which is like good. Well, we do like to talk me. footy. So, as in, with the buy rounds, who doesn't like a bit of content filler talking about footy and positions? Shout out, like, comment if you agree with us. You know, maybe uh, Junior McRae, MJ, playing him in the forward lines. Like, mate, get him in the guts. Get him in the midfield. Play these kids where they're drafted. Uh, see what they've got. So, I mean, you look at Poulter and Especially you look if at... you've got space well, in your midfield. And Poulter well. went and played like wing and stuff like that and then he does well. So, you play them in the positions that they're actually with, good at. With McRae, I'll just, I will say, like, we, it's not like the position wasn't available to play midfield. Like, I can understand if you've got a stacked midfield and blah, 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 blah and like yeah. you don't want to... No, they, instead they play freaking Josh Thomas as a centre-bounce midfielder. Like, that's, that's, not, that's where that, the coach is making the mistake. That's 100%. If the role's available and you give it to someone else who... Hasn't played midfield since he actually started at Collingwood. Anyway, yep. all good. Uh, let's get into yep. Swizz's favourite section. Swizz, what are we after? Uh, our VCs and our captains for the week. Oh, yeah. VC and C. Now, I'm going to let you guys talk first, but this has to be the easiest VC and C week for those who own two particularly popular players. Swizz, what are you thinking? Oh, absolutely. If you don't have Laddams as your VC this week, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, for those who have Jack Steele, put the VC on him up in uh, Cairns. It's usually slippery up there. Um, and it's at night too, so it'll be a more contested game playing the Crows. So he's the obvious VC. And then you've got two days till Monday, and you have the choice. You have Clary against the Collingwood midfield. Field who's you know obviously underdone without Adams in there, or you have Gorn versus not Grundy for about the first time in what I actually I can't remember the last time Gorn played Collingwood where Grundy wasn't his opponent. So um, yes, look forward to that one for Queen's birthday. Don't message me on Monday because I will not be watching the game. That is going to be. Oh, Chris. One, oh, Chris. We only got in trouble last week because of Ben's fucking joke. Sorry yeah. to everybody else. <laughs> Chris, you can't, you can't make... You can you can talk about lube. Lube is socially acceptable. I'm going to lube oh, up, etc. Right? There's, there's, there's called the half hog and there's called innuendo, innuendo, and you can well, talk things. Well, all I'm things. saying is Max Gorn's going to go the full hog against Collingwood. There, yeah, see, there, there you go. go. There, there, there you go. There there you go. Uh, I, I'm completely with you. I'm actually going VC Steel into Gorn for the simple fact of his opponent will be completely underdone against him. Now, I think that's the easiest one. I actually had Gorn as my VC and then changed it last minute because I looked at how how well Clary was going and I was like, oh, well, everyone's going to be going Clary, so I better go VC, you know, Clayton Oliver. And that was a big mistake. I got, I, yeah, I had Gorn last week, but. You didn't have Clary, though, so you were happy for one week. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Boys, if you don't have, if you're in a position where you don't have steel, the other two that I'd um, look at, if you've got one of those giants against North, um, yeah, Jelly definitely could uh, go well there. Aaron Hall's a sneaky one just because they should see quite a bit of ball down Tassie again. Or if you do have Natanui, Natanui versus Richmond, and then into the one of the Melbourne players the next day. Um, yeah, well, who are we reckon against him this week, Charles? So yeah, I expect Natanui to uh, to. Smash out another big score. Knowing my luck, Josh Kelly 
is going 190 plus. Oh, absolutely. And his average is every year. He does, and his average will go to over 110. It would not surprise me after he plays Adelaide if Josh Kelly is averaging you between 110 to 115 for the season. It's, it's going to happen. Kelly's got to be a, a very popular trade-in target at the moment, at this week. And I would 100% wholeheartedly endorse it, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 8% now. How's that? I got rid of him at 6% or 5%. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I would actually bring him in as What's well. What's his break-even? 562. So he, had a, he had 102 last week, didn't he? Yeah, he no, less, no, less he, went, he went well. 120. 122. So he's gone well. Yeah. Basically... Ben, ben. Did you have to wear his sixty nine, or did you? No, I got I got rid of him. Before, I got rid of him for he went sixty nine when Lockie Neal got injured. With his, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the then, my <laughs> that was my 69. that was my saving grace because I actually started smack talking him. I'm like, boom, smartest decision ever. Lockie Neal injured. Fuck. <laughs> and, then, and then since then, one twenty nine, one eleven, one thirty two, one oh two, and one twenty two. Yeah, he's gone uh, five tons in a <laughs> row. It'd be nice if he actually dropped uh, a couple of low scores there for me, boys. Find the jelly gif on uh, on Twitter, guys, and let, let Ben know know about it. he loves seeing that gif. Right, well, it's nice having you, Swizz. I'm going to cut this. <laughs> I'm going to have to double edit these last five minutes here, I think. One, to get rid of the jelly. Do not endorse the, the Swizz jelly. I like the jelly. Fuck you, jelly. Yes, well, as a Bontempelli and Clayton Oliver owner, Chris, I bid you good day. Thank you for coming in. I'll see you in round 15. <laughs> As I overtake your overall rank, mate, I'm I'm three hundredth. Good luck. You're you're a long way Dude, behind. I guarantee you, I will be in front of you by round fifteen. We should put a fifty dollars on. This. I'll do fifty yeah, bucks on that because you know what's gonna, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to start. Tra- I'm going to I'm going to trade out like Grundy and Lucky and <laughs> bloody and Zorka this week. Worth the fifty dollars. Yeah, fifty bucks. I'm trading out. I got two trades, mate. I'll, let me just work out the <laughs> difference before I make that bold accusation. Yes. <laughs> like I, I should I have mentioned the question mark. I should, yes. <laughs> or the post-it. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, that's this, that's it for now. Look, boys, uh, it's been a pleasure. Swizz, thanks for coming on, mate, and for adding your two cents, particularly Essendon, mate. We love your insight. Yeah, not a problem. Always happy to uh, jump on and try to give a little bit of advice. And yeah, uh, Opinions, Swizz. the week for Swears we give opinions. Yeah, we don't give advice. <laughs> yeah. Do you give opinions? I give advice. No, no, no. Okay, that, so that's the balance. It's it's the that's the balance. All right, thanks everyone. Catch we'll, you later, guys. we'll catch you next time. All right, bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 